Hey guys, welcome to uh, the podcast. If you're watching on the blog, welcome to our video blog. And today's guest is Mary Beth Storjahan. She's a CFP and owner of WorkableWealth.com. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, Mary Beth is also um, a contributor to our boot camp. She's the person that shares expertise in our financial module, <laughs> the most feared module of boot camp, I would say. So I asked if she would join and uh, share some tips for those of you that are in business. And we're going to talk about some common issues that um, therapist entrepreneurs go through uh, and what you can do about it. Mary Beth, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, so I'm a certified financial planner. I am the founder of Workable Wealth. And Workable Wealth is a virtual financial planning firm. So what I do is I work with clients across the country to help them make smart choices with their money. Um, that more, majority of my clients are you know, late 20s to early 40s. And I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, um, therapists, uh, single ladies who are starting their own businesses. And I basically help them to craft a plan around um, goal setting, cash flow management, um, making sure your taxes are in order, and anything like investing and saving for your future. I look at all of that with them as well. And we create a plan. And then I work as an accountability coach to make sure that they move forward. So financial planner slash coach slash uh, <laughs> kind of get to, you, they pay me to nag them to make sure that they're getting, <laughs> making progress with their money. Well, I'm going to have full disclosure. I met you through B-School. Yes. Yes. And then I ended up hiring you. You are the person that nags me. However, I have to say like, you're very kind and gentle and so compassionate because I probably am a pain in the butt kind of client. <laughs> So, um, but I was the kind of person that, 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 that better, I still struggle, but I just didn't want to deal. Um, and it overwhelmed, like when you start talking about cash flow projection, I'm just like, ah, you know? And so I decided like, it is worth the investment for me to overcome this. Like I'm a smart, intelligent person. <laughs> Like there's got to be a way. And so that's where I reached out and then I got introduced to you and been working with you for a while. And then now you do boot camp stuff and I really appreciate that. So what have you seen as like common things that people avoid as entrepreneurs are starting their own business or in private practice? What are some of those financial issues that are really common amongst us? So I think the big thing is, is there is a lot of anxiety just across the board when it comes to starting a business, whether you're a therapist um, or, you know, financial planner. Um, when it comes to starting a business, a lot of people have anxiety in terms of, are they able to do this? Um, what's the cash flow going to look like? There's so much unknown and it almost seems overwhelming to try and dig into it. So that's one of the big things I see is a lot of anxiety um, that usually gets addressed by you know, it takes work. And so that's one of the things is understanding that your finances aren't going to fix themselves. Unfortunately, you can definitely, you, you hire help and there's somebody who will help you to get organized. And that's one of the great first steps to do. But um, unfortunately, whatever situation you're in, um, it's going to take a plan and a timeline and action steps for you to get out of it. So that's one of the biggest things I think people um, have anxiety around it. And then also, almost are so overwhelmed they shut down and don't want to work towards any progress because then there's like, the, oh, it's going to take me so long anyway, so I might as well just, you know, keep 
pushing it under the rug. And the thing is, the mess just gets bigger and bigger. So I think that's one of the big things. Um, a couple of things that I see across the board are a lack of um, clarity around cash flow. So the planning in advance of, A, what's it going to take for me to launch a business? What kind of savings or cushion do I need? Um, what are my personal expenses? What do I need to bring in? Just in terms of understanding overall, what's it going to cost you and what do you need to survive? Um, and even if you already have the business launched, trying to balance that of like, what do I put back into the business and what do I pay myself? That's a huge thing that I see is how much do I pay myself? And then um, taxes are a big issue, like planning in advance for that. And another thing that I see a lot is having the right kinds of protection in place. So disability insurance is something that I always talk about with a lot of my entrepreneur clients. Um, a lot of people think, oh, I need life insurance, but disability insurance is huge because your ability to earn an income is one of your biggest assets. And yeah. if you're responsible for your income on your own and it's not protected and, and something happens to you, you know, where's your income going to come from? How are you going to support yourself or your family? Um, that's where that insurance comes into place. So that's something I usually look at immediately with entrepreneurs as well. Right. Well, let's talk about cash flow. Yay, <laughs> money. <laughs> I think really what I find in boot camp too, and I'm sure you've seen this, is that when people are starting, I have no idea what. No idea. Yeah. Like, how do I know what things are going to cost or how much to expect or plan for? So, what are some tips that you have around cash flow? starting out or well and someone who has started and just has no concept of the cash flow so a couple things um when it comes to starting to even like trying to like get clients or entrepreneurs to you know complete this cash flow questionnaire that asks how much your rent is or you're spending on marketing or whatever it is there's an automatic like eyes glaze over shut down like you said like nobody wants to do that a couple ways to start. One of the things, if you have no software and have no concept of where your money is going and you're in business or you know on your own, one of the things I usually say, if you're not using any type of like um, QuickBooks or anything that will help you to analyze your spending right now, the best thing to do to get started is sign up for two separate Mint.com accounts. If you're not at the place where you want to sign up for some sort of bookkeeping software, I usually say sign up for your personal expenses on a Mint.com account, yeah. which will help you to analyze and then sign up for your personal or for your business accounts as well on a separate one. And that will basically do the analyzing for you. And you can take those numbers and then plug them in somewhere. So as opposed to you saying going forward, I'm going to track and try and plug in, plug in these numbers. You can look back. Mint.com is a great app that will analyze your spending for you. It'll go back a few months and you can see, all right, well, I've spent this much on dining out, you know, personal or, you know, I spent this much on stamps for the business or for insurance or for, yeah. you know, rent or uh, staff. So that will at least help you to get started there. Um, same thing. If you, if you do happen to have bookkeeping software, which I totally recommend you do from day one, even if you don't think you have a ton of transactions, um, I would get, again, dig into that to help you kind of complete a projection forward going a cash flow basically. So you'll look at QuickBooks and then, um, there's like tons of templates you can find online. I think I provided one in the boot camp as well. Um, there's basically a template you can you can use that basically asks you for what are you spending on rent and going through like what are you spending on transportation, um, those sort of things. Finding find some sort of business planning cash flow template online and complete that for yourself because chances are there's a lot of areas in there that's going to ask you to complete that you're not thinking about. And one of the big things I see for entrepreneurs is like you know the continuing education and investments yeah. and, you know, conferences you're going to and those sort of things. And 
Um, and the things that pop up, there's so many unexpected expenses or, you know, like, oh, well this, you know, this popped up and, and it's not planned for in advance. So, so getting that cash flow completed, um, by doing some research, and that's all you have to look at it is it's research. You've done tons of research in school already, <laughs> you know how to do it. So just basically sync up on some sort of website that will help you to look at the spending and transfer it over to give yourself an annualized projection. Yeah. I use Mint for personal and Outright for business because I also have stuff through my Amazon business and it calculates all the little fees and everything that I have to deal with. So um, keeping those two separate has really helped because before I met you, uh, they were not separate, (laughs) nor were they really looked at too much, but (laughs) they weren't separate. And I think that that's important. a common thing I see too, like people mixing the business and the personal. Oh yes. And yeah. And as soon as possible, I mean, it, that is like the first step. If you happen to have your accounts combined and you're trying to keep track of things, just open a separate business account. And just like, even if you don't even have your tax ID or anything set up yet, but you're getting started and open up a separate account and you can transfer it over. But having the expenses separate is going to help you with tracking, with peace of mind, with taxes, it's going to help you probably, it's going to save you money in the long run and just way easier. So that's the biggest thing is one of the big things that I usually see is people have, are, are combining things and like, oh, I'll get to it later. And then it's just such a headache trying to figure out what dining out expense, you know, was, was business versus, you know, mm-hmm. friends or, you know, transportation or travel. It's, it's chaos that way. Yeah. The other thing you talked about was uh, taxes and tax yes. planning, my favorite. So much fun. <laughs> I think I cry over taxes sometimes, but I'm getting better. Um, let's talk about that in terms of, um, you know, we talk in boot camp too about how we don't want you to be found by the IRS as just having a hobby, but you need to be profitable. <laughs> you need yes. to be paying taxes. <laughs> That's a good thing. It means yes. your business is making money. So what are some common things that you see around the tax planning and what do you suggest to help with that? So tax planning, you know, one of the things I see a lot of people do um, with their business is they have a business account and, and that's, you know, and that's where everything gets paid out of and, you know, whether it's savings, cash flow, whatever taxes come out of that. And so then when it comes time for taxes to be due, they're wiping themselves out basically, or, you know, trying to play catch up. So. I usually see a lot of, again, anxiety around it. But one of the things I usually recommend is you're going to have a business checking account. And I also recommend opening a business savings account. That's where you're going to plan for future business investments. If you want to grow, if you want to go to that conference, you want to hire staff, that's going to come from your business savings account. I also recommend opening a business tax account and getting ahead of the game. So if you're just starting out, if you're trying to catch up, there's going to be some additional calculations. But one of the things that I usually recommend is each quarter, you know, that's why you have bookkeeping software. Each quarter, you should be able to go in and see what your profit and loss is. You sh- there's a report button in there. It'll analyze your expenses, mm-hmm. assuming everything is up to date. And we could talk about spending some money and investing in a bookkeeper too, if this is not your thing. Having somebody else do it for you would also be good. But looking at your, biz- your profit and loss on a monthly or even quarterly basis, taking 20, 30% and basically putting it into that, into the tax account. Mm-hmm. So when it comes time to pay your projected or your quarterly taxes that you are then caught up. Mm-hmm. So especially if you're in the situation of where you didn't make as much last year, but you're making a lot more this year, for example, business is growing. 
um, your projected taxes are going to be based off of last year's taxes. And so you're going to be paying a smaller amount and then it's going to catch up with you next year when you file and you're going to be constantly scrambling trying to catch up. I wouldn't know anything so, about this. No. no. <laughs> no. Stop talking so, about me. No, so same thing happens. Uh, therapists across a lot of entrepreneurs, your business is growing. That's our hope is that our businesses grow. And so same thing for, you know, me with Workable Wealth. This year will be better than last year. And so one of the things I've chosen to do is not pay that based on what my, you know, 2014 taxes are. I'm basically going in every quarter looking at the numbers and then transferring that. And I'm, I'm paying based on my current year's income. Like what I, basically whatever I've made so far this year for the that quarter, that's what I'm paying. I'm paying 20% for federal and uh, 8% for California and I'll send it in and, you know, the numbers will hopefully pay it, will work out at the end. And I, um, that's the sort of thing. So I would say um, opening a separate tax savings account for yourself and running the numbers almost on a monthly basis if you need to, yeah. if you're going to have some bigger months where you're going to have a lot of clients coming in or you do some sort of coaching pack packages or consulting, um, run, the, run the numbers on the first of each month for the month be before and whatever your um, net profit is, then take 30% of that and put it into the tax savings account. And whatever you have left over, then that's what you have to work with in terms of um, business savings and paying yourself, et cetera. Yeah. I, that whole knowing your flow and sometimes that takes, you know, a year or two to start to see yes. what your cycles are. Um, therapists experience this. Some, I'd say half therapists would say summer slows, half say that Christmas slows, the holidays slow. Um, they pick up in September. So knowing that kind of flow is important too. So everyone's kind of needs depends on their business and how it functions and like you said, if you have a launch or a program that you're marketing, that's going to change the taxes that month and, and what you're going to set aside. Exactly. And so setting it aside ahead of time, though, is what's important because then you're not left scrambling at the end. And that's what I see a lot is quarterly taxes come due and people are scrambling and there's anxiety. And, you know, then that's when liens come into play for not paying your taxes and mm -hmm. it can get really messy. So getting ahead of the curve as much as possible with that is important. And just having that separate tax savings account, you knowing it's there will help you to kind of keep in mind that like, oh, there should be something in there or I'm supposed to do something versus looking at this huge or this pile of money and there's no clarity around where it's going, but it's just going somewhere each month and you're zeroing it out and you're going to have to find it somewhere. So yeah. getting it kind of broken out there is a great step. It really reduces the anxiety. Like yes. for me to look and say, Taxes are taken care of finally because I was in that place of catch up <laughs> because business growth was so fast and it, I was not prepared. And since we've been working together, getting out of that place, this is the like real first year that I'll be fully out of, you know, playing catch up and all that kind of stuff. And it'll be so nice to know like, oh, I have a process in place. I think that that's kind of the main point here for anyone listening is that to reduce your anxiety, the reason you put your head in the sand is because you don't have the tools or the plan. And we feel empowered when we know what's going on. Um, it's a good thing. That's what we do for our clients as therapists. That's what we need to do for ourselves as well. 
And that's exactly it. And just as therapists, it takes up, it's a process of meetings. It's an ongoing commitment of, you know, the client and then you act as the coach and you're guiding them through these conversations and, and these thoughts. And that's the other thing you have to realize is it, again, it, it's a process. It takes work to kind of unwind where you've gotten to and mm-hmm. there's not an immediate fix for it. So that's just part of it. But the earlier you start, I mean, a year into it, you could have so much more clarity. Months, a few months into it, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, you could have some goals you've actually met or just some clarity or peace of mind. And that can alleviate, can just make you so much more productive in business and in personal life. And that's been helpful to have you because sometimes I've met goals and didn't know it. Like I, I just am like plugging away and you're like, look what you did differently. I'm like, oh, oh how nice. Like to sometimes you don't see the progress because you know, when you've got school loans or whatever and your mortgage is just like, but exactly. you know that you're chipping away and that it is getting better is it's a positive. Yep. Can you talk a little bit about that? Cause therapists have a lot of debt often, not everyone. So if you're listening, I'm not saying you're in debt, but a lot of us have school loans and then we have business expenses, but we still want to live our life. So what, how do you help people with that whole process? So one of the things, um, whenever I, whenever I do presentation or coaching or even one-on-one consults with clients, I always start with the question of, and you know this question well, if we were meeting three years from today, what would have had to happen personally, professionally, and financially in order for you to be happy? And uh, that basically helps us to set some goals in, it, in terms of, you know, you want to get out of debt, you want to buy a house, you want the business to, to double you want to send your kids to college, whatever that might be. Um, there's usually like a brain dump of things that come out. And what and starting there um, is a great place because that helps us to, A, like start to quantify things. Okay, so you'd like to be out of debt, but you also said you'd like to send your kids to college or you want to buy that bigger house. What does that look like or how does it you know work in terms of you growing your business? So by doing the brain dump, you can then quantify from there. And typically, to be completely honest, um, it's, it's a balancing game and understanding that, you know, you can't do it all at once. You can choose to do it all if, you, if you'd like, but it's going to be a lot longer and a painful process if you're trying to throw money and do everything. But if you were to pick two or three of those things to accomplish, such as paying off debt or, and, or reinvesting what you can in the business or just setting up like a SEP IRA or retirement account for yourself, if you pick two or three things to focus on, initially to get yourself under under control and organized that's going to help you right there so we constantly have so many things rambling through our minds of what we want to do and where we want to spend our money and oh there's that course i want to take or oh i want to bring on this client or or buy this new computer whatever it is and and also conquer debt but basically by zeroing in two to three things only you can then put everything off to the side and start again like you said tracking your progress on these things so when it comes to debt, a couple of things that you want to do are first, overall, like student loans, understanding private versus federal, um, looking at the different repayment plan options ahead of uh, uh, there that are there for you. I always say when it comes to debt, so there's also credit card debt in there, there's mortgages in there, there's other things involved. Um, you always want to target and understand what your interest rates are. And I think that's one of the big things is understanding what the debt is actually costing you, not just on your monthly payment, but in terms of interest. Right. Um, Typically your credit cards are costing you the most. So I always say target your credit card pay down as fast as possible. You want to target the highest interest rate first and you just want to knock those out. So 
if the cash flow is an issue, again, if you find that you're adding to your credit card debt and you're, you're doing that sort of thing, um, you're going to go back to your cash flow and find areas where you can cut back on. And if you are going into credit card debt to build your business, you might want to look at side hustle incomes or something else that you can do on the side while you're, while you're trying to build so that you can supplement. That's one of the things I see as well is people just automatically start way underwater with no emergency cushion. And then mm-hmm. the spiral starts from there. Yeah. So, I, um, I think therapists ask a lot about when, when is the time for me to leap fully into my business? And I say that depends on your financial profile and your comfortability with risk. Um, some people are more comfortable than others with taking on a lot of risk and other people aren't. I've met therapists that had two years of savings. I've met therapists who had a couple weeks, <laughs> you know? So I think it, like you're saying, it really comes down to what kind of cushion do you need in order to be able to launch a business well. And, but you have to know what's going on in your life to be able to figure that out. Exactly. And so especially if you have a lot of student loans that are, you know, commanding a big chunk of your income, chances are those aren't going to go away. So what do you need to make? What do you need to basically get by on is a huge is a huge thing. That's where it comes back to the cash flow. What are your day to day expenses? What are your obligations that you can't get out of? What are you willing to give up? You know, are you willing to give up on dining out or your daily Pilates or, you know, your travel out of the country to make this business work? And again, that goes back to your list of things that you want to accomplish. If starting this business or maintaining it is one of your top priority, top goals, well, then you're basically, you have to say, I'm making this conscious decision that this business growth is my top priority right now. And I'm willing to put travel on the back burner. I'm willing to put the new home on the back burner and, you know, anything, you know, limit some of my discretionary expenses so that I can focus all my time and energy on this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the big things I do see is people keep living their life the way they want to live their life. And then they also have their other expenses and they're trying to run a business and things kind of start to blow up from there. Yeah. Um, so I'd say try not to go into credit card debt, student loans. You can get super creative with that. If you're trying to knock them out, understand the interest rates also tackle the highest interest rates first. If you do end up doing any type of extended repayment plan, understand that it is going to cost you more because the interest rate is getting stretched out over time. So if you can't afford the student loan payments that you have right now, um, look into extending it, but then maybe reevaluate every few years if there's ways that you can bump those payments back up and get yourself out of that debt sooner. Um, Unfortunately, student loans don't typically go away. Even if you claim bankruptcy, for example, those will still haunt you. So um, something to keep in mind as well. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't plan on going bankrupt. I didn't know that. I have a, I've had a lot of consults where you're like, oh, well, I'm going to claim bankruptcy and, or I'm going to wait out until the student loan laws change. I'm like, you're going to ruin your credit and the process if you don't pay your bills. Mm-hmm. So those are things to keep in mind. But, you know, you, there's definitely creative ways to, to tackle your debt. Highest interest rate first, though. Try to really limit anything extensive that you're, that you're taking on. And that goes where the planning comes into play as well. What's it going to cost you to start up your business? What do you need to, to yeah. run? And where's... Can you have any side income while you're starting up? Yeah. There is planning that goes into starting your practice. Um, and it's something that a lot of us forget or want to avoid. But when you plan, you're, you're, it's going to be easier than going back and fixing stuff. Not that you can't. It can be fixed. I remember when I first started working with you thinking like, okay, 
because I'm so anxious or whatever, I can't do anything. And you're like, all right, let's create a vacation fund. And I was like, I can still go on vacation. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Okay. And not feel bad about it. Knowing like I'm on vacation and it's not out of excess and it's truly out of a place of I've set aside this amount for vacation and it's okay because I'm still taking care of other stuff. Um, exactly. So I think it is a balance. You know, and when we are living completely restricted, then that's not good either. And when we're living like totally like nothing's going on and in denial. So we need to find kind of that middle ground. And that's what planning helps you with. Exactly. And, and in terms of setting up your business and running your business, that's where those, those projections, that's where the planning comes into play. If you're launching your business, what's it going to cost you for space? Or are you going to run a virtual practice or continuing education credits? Like those sort of things are in terms of marketing, website design, website maintenance. Those are all expenses that should get projected in on an annual basis. So you can say, okay, I need 5000 10000 to start up the business. Or it's going to cost me $10,000 a year to run the business. So yeah. what do I need to bring in? You know, how much are my, what are my hourly rates? How much am I going to net per client? And then back into that you can figure out how many clients you need just to break even. And then you go back to, okay, well, here are my personal expenses for my household. What do I need to pay myself in addition to get by? Yeah. So you can kind of work up from there on a break even standpoint and then just to, you know, run your life. And, and from there, as the business grows, mm -hmm. you keep moving. Yes. Every year I go through like all of Zinimi's expenses and then I see, do we really need it? Is this the most beneficial? And then, you know, we end up with additional ones you don't plan. New technology comes out, like you said, new opportunities. This past year, we did not plan on doing a conference, and then all of a sudden, we're doing one, you know? And so, um, just knowing, like, okay, each new endeavor has to have a plan behind it. Each new service that I provide needs to have a plan behind it and a budget with it. You know, like, if I'm going to do this conference, this is what needs to happen in order for me to okay with it financially you know so it's never like you make a plan and you're done no yeah no it's totally evolving like it's your in your financial life i always say it's not like this like straight path to success it's a jungle gym my financial life is a jungle gym everybody's is like there's peaks there's lows you're like stepping backwards there's there's a ton of stuff that happens you know life happens along the way and the thing is, money is a tool to get you from where you are to where you want to be. So being really clear and intentional about where you'd like to be, what kind of life you want to live, what kind of business you want to have, and then using your money to help get you there is going to make you feel that much more confident because, you know, you can still travel while you're working to build your business, but maybe you don't need to, you know, buy $200 worth of clothes every month because that money then is getting redirected somewhere else that's more meaningful to you. Or you don't need the fancy car because that money is going to go towards your retirement and you're going to feel more secure with a safety net than driving around your BMW or whatever it is. It's being intentional and figuring out the kind of life you want mm -hmm. and, then, and then kind of going back to your money and saying, okay, where is it going? Where should it be going though? Yeah. Well, these have been really great tips. I really appreciate you sharing and giving some really wonderful advice. And I hope for people that are listening or watching this, that if they feel shame or anxiety, like that's totally normal. And if you need help, reach out to someone to help you reach out to Mary Beth or ask around with your friends and find someone that you can talk to about it. Because once you start to shine the light on those areas, it's not so scary anymore. It doesn't have to be, right? Exactly. So if people want to learn more from you, um, you, you write for Yahoo Finance and all sorts of stuff, but you also have a great newsletter. How could they 
contact you. Uh, you can go to the workablewealth.com website um, and there's contact there. There's also a guide you can uh, sign up for. It's nine steps to workable wealth that talks you through how to get organized on your finances. And just the blog in general has tons of resources for entrepreneurs in terms of planning for your retirement. If you're just trying to struggle and you need a SEP IRA or a Roth IRA, or, there's tons of resources there to consider in terms of what's best for you. Um, so check out the blog. You can sign up for the newsletter and send me an email if you have any questions. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mary Beth. It's so hot that we both are like in tank tops with no makeup on because it's really hot down here. So thanks for joining us for a casual <laughs> interview. I appreciate it. And for those of you watching or um, uh, on the computer, uh, type below any kind of questions you have or resources that you're looking for. What things have helped you? Um, with your finances and we'll be supporting each other and working together to be more profitable in our private practices. So have a great day guys.